guys launched in 2018. He's now working with 200 e-commerce brands, processing and helping them get support questions answered faster. He ended last year without a $2 million run rate. That's an average ACV of 10 grand a year, hoping to double this year to 4 million. He raised a 2 million pre-seed round back in 2020 at a 20 million post from Sequoia, now raising a 5 million seed at call it a 30 or 35 million pre, both from customers and two additional potential traditional VCs. Again, building rich panel to get rid of these horrible support experiences you and I know when we're checking out with most e-commerce brands. Hey folks, my guest today is Amit RG. He's a CEO and co-founder at richpanel.com. Under his leadership, the company has grown to over 2,000 brands in three years. He leads everything product and engineering at the company and is obsessed with their motto, the best service is no service. Amit, you ready to take us to the top? I am. What does that mean? The best service is no service? Mm, my my funda is simple when I started the company. Uh, you know, If you look at any business, you look at their customer service. Customers are usually contacting about the same you know, same seven to eight types of issues, but customers, but business are still using agents to handle these issues. And if you contrast it with, which is stupid. And if you contrast that with what happens in Amazon, where I've bought like 50 items this year, maybe more, and I've never contacted them once. The difference is that Amazon is productizing each of these contact reasons. You know, if I want to like return an order, cancel an order, edit anything in my order, I can do that within Amazon. I can manage my subscriptions. They now have situations where if somebody forgets a coupon code, they have a flow for it, right? So that's the kind of interfaces that we build for other companies. And then, you know, you basically eliminate all the contacts and customers are able to like self-resolve. Business are able to scale. It's a win-win. That's awesome. Now, when you came on the show back in July of 2020, you told me you had 70 customers and you're doing about $90,000 a month in revenue. So you just passed a million dollar run rate, I think. Give us an update on the business. Where are you at today? We we crossed $2 million in December of 2020, and we are on path to take this year to like 4.5 million. So sorry, last year, what did you finish at? You finished at a 2 million, two million. Run, right? Yes. A little about 2 million, yes. Oh, that's great. And how many customers? 200 paying customers with an ACV of around 10,000. Wow. Okay. So 200, okay. That makes tons of sense. Walk me through what a customer is paying you for. And if you can, you use a real customer. As of today, a customer would pay us for self-service resolutions, approximately like $1 per resolve. And they pay us for ticket because we have both the modules. We have the agent help desk for which you pay by tickets. And we have uh, uh, the self-service where you pay by self-service results where the agent wasn't needed. So if it's a ticket, you pay approximately $0.20 cents per, per ticket. If it's a you know self-resolve, you pay like $1. So our, we both have vested interest to do more self-service results. And I think when we last spoke, you said you were looking at raising a $2 million round, but you weren't sure if you were going to close it or not. You have been bootstrapped previously. What did you end up deciding to do? I did raise uh, $2 million from Sequoia at a $20 million valuation. I did that in 2020. Uh, we also got selected by Combinator, but we decided to not go ahead with it uh, because, because this thing happened like one week before YC. YC was all remote. I'm a big YC fan, but it didn't make sense you know, to dilute so much. Uh, when we were already getting, they wanted what seven seven percent for one hundred twenty five k. Yeah, so they put you, they give you a standard valuation of like two point one post, and the 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 disadvantage that Nathan mainly is, it was remote, so you don't build a network, right? When you go into a thing like YC, the major takeaway or the major benefit is the network and the kind of people you meet. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't happen over Zoom calls and like those Zoom sessions where hundred people are coming together. 
Yep. Now, obviously, Sequoia put money in just at the same time at a twenty million valuation. YC wants a two million valuation. I mean, ultimately, did you want to do YC, but Sequoia blocked it because it's a massive haircut on the valuation? Not really. I think Sequoia was very open about it. Uh, lots of other people in the same, uh, you know, cohort, like being funded at the same time, they did decide. My friends did decide to do with YC. Sequoia had no problem. I think they were like very cool as investors. Very open-minded. If you have a reason to do it, they never block. I just uh, spoke with a few of my existing customers where, you know, they wanted in at the previous valuation because I'm doing like my next round, but they wanted in at the previous valuation. And the reason is because these people are like extremely influential. They're people like you that can like promote the shit out of Rich Panel. So they were like, you know, we, we, you know, we are your customers for the last two years. Give us in and we want to like, you know, work very closely with you because each time we do a catch up. For a one-hour catch-up over like a review call, we're like 45 minutes just discussing personal life, right? We're just helping each other grow and like whatever. Both the founders both have like similar problems and like similar shit that we go through. So 45 minutes is that and they're like, you know, we want to invest in each other's success. And they did this and I went to Sequoia and they're like, yeah, absolutely cool. You know, it makes complete sense to have these people as your... How much are you raising right now? So I'm doing a $3.5 million round. Uh, Actually... $5 $5 million round with uh, uh, like a, with an extension, seed extension. And I'm doing like a 500K round for uh, uh, with the angels. But I started off like with like 3, 3.5. But just after my two calls that I did with VCs, they were like, you know, you need to take at least five. Your business is at a decent scale. So we want to take you five and then you can do your uh, series A. They, they understood why I'm raising like a small round. They respect it. And they're like, if you want speed, we get it, but we want minimum that much ownership in the company. So we were like, okay. Yeah. And well, what is the minimum ownership they want? So, you know, they're looking at like, you know, whatever if we do, like if we close our dividend at 30, 35 at current stage, then they're like, we, we want like substantial percent. Uh, it's not about the ownership. There are a few firms that are not willing to write check sizes below that, if that makes sense. No, it makes it makes total sense. I mean, this is these folks in seed rounds, they want 15 to 20% of the company. So even if you don't need that much money, they still want to figure out how to get to 15 to 20%. So hearing your math, it's a $5 million check into a $35 million post money valuation. Oh, that 30, would get it could them, be 30 as well. Yeah, it could be 30. 30 pre, 30 pre money, 35 post, it gets them 15, 20% of the company. That's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not just push back and say, guys, listen, either you're giving me less money because I don't want to get this diluted or you're not getting in the company. I, I don't do that. You know, I'm, I'm actually never been the guy that will, you know, over-index on valuation. I over-index on the partner. I just did a call with uh, one of the partners and I made my Sequoia partner write to him saying that if you need reference on Amit, then, you know, he, he's a stand-up dude. Just, you know, call me for anything. And that VC replied back to my partner at Sequoia that this guy came so prepared that it was mind-blowing. You know, I was, I was mind-blown. So what I do is like, I try to watch the partner. Like I would spend a few hours watching their videos and I don't even ask for like 15 introductions. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go after these three or four and I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to aim to shoot it. Like I'm going to aim to like bring it home because I think that's the right way. You're going to work with this man for the next man or woman for the next 10 to 15 years. Very, very important that you choose the right person to work with. So that's, that's what I'm doing with my angels as well. You know, Mm -hmm. people that Mm -hmm. I love, people that are want the best in you and are like, will challenge you. You can brainstorm with them. And they also understand like the macroeconomics, but they can like go down to the ground level and also brainstorm when you're, you know, stuck with something. Those are like the ideal partners I want. 
Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Take me back uh, a little bit here to the ACV conversation. So when we spoke last, you had 70 customers paying 1500 a month. Now you've got way more customers, 200, but they're paying half as much per month. So are you moving down market? Yes. Yes. Because what happened is we did an analysis even today, by the way, Jason, I just gave us uh, Nathan, my bad. Even mm -hmm. today, uh, we, we are going to reduce our pricing even further. So when I'm saying that we're going to cross 4 million, the number of customers is going to like probably triple or quadruple because we're 3x more expensive than the competition. And we as sales team were making a mistake because we're so confident of the product and the value it delivers. We're making it too expensive to sign up with. They get value later on, but there are so many people that just shy away or don't try the product just because of that high price tag. So I want to change that model. I want to get them in at a lower price then invest in CSM, then invest in delivering value, and then, you know, getting them on like higher tiers or like, you know, more services. I think that's the right way. So I want to... What, how, do you get, like, how do you get your first customer paying you $100,000 a year? What do you probably have to provide for them? When you say that, how, what did I do to get 100000 or what? Well, what is it? Well, don't name the customer, but what does your largest customer pay you today? I think I have... Around that price, hundred thousand. I have like three, four customers that pay hundred thousand, okay. and they, they all close like in the last quarter. Uh, I've started to go after them, and it just makes sense. You know, the only thing, the only thing stopping us was not knocking on the right door. But and I mean, also, just to be clear, the reason yeah. they're paying that much is because they're processing so many. It's it's based off number of transactions per month, right? Yes, yes, it's number of transactions per month and number of self resolves per month. Yeah, number of self resolves per month. So how many month. how many self resolving like support tickets are you resolving for someone paying you hundred grand a year? So you know it's it's it boils roughly boils to like fifty thousand. So if you take like hundred thousand, it's like eight thousand per month is what they're paying, and I will have to do like you know fifteen thousand resolves for them uh, for them to justify that. But it won't be fifteen thousand. It would be more like I'm doing like ten thousand resolves for them, and they also are paying me additional five thousand dollars for. Oh, sorry. You know, they're also paying me like a portion of that for agent help desk. But yeah, I that's that. Yep. No, this makes tons of sense. So the question I was asking you, I'll just make it a bigger number now. How do you like, just think product wise for a second, what these customers want, what do you have to give them where you think they won't even blink at paying you a million dollars a year? Go to a bigger customer. That's it. Well, today, what, it, what, okay, what if you can't, what if you have to take some of the current customers paying a hundred grand a month and you have to give them so much value that you are able to upsell them to a million, what other things would you sell them? I, I cannot, I cannot because so many of my customers today are at a GMV of 10 million or like 50 million e-commerce guys, you know, the margins are notoriously low. If, if a guy that's making like, if a man that's making like 50 million a year doing e-commerce, maybe he's netting like 2 million, 3 million. I can't ask him to give me a million. That would be stupid. Uh, so my value to him is limited. So the way I that see. I can ask a million dollars is to get go after a person or go after a company that's doing 500 million GMV or billion dollars in GMV. And that's what I'm doing. So you never, if 500 million is a target, you're basically saying you never want to be more than 0.2% of their annual expenses. I've never done that kind of a math. I'm just saying like, you know, if, if you have to do that kind of a math, I'll tell you like the order to ticket ratio, right? So depending on if you're like, a, let's, let's do the math. If you're like a billion dollar company, uh, you're doing like, you know, 800 or 80 million a month. You're going to do 40, 40 million tickets a month with a 50% ratio. Or, you know, by that stage, you'll be like too efficient. So you'll be doing like 15 million tickets a month, right? And with 15 million tickets, if I charge you like 10 cents, that will be like 150,000 uh, for, for that month. And then on an annual basis, you'll pay me like 1.8 uh, million. But how many brands are there that do that? How many brands are there that do a billion in GMV? Annually? I can actually, 
forget 10 cents. I can even ask for like 50 cents, right? So if I do 50 cents, then I'll make like 5 million of that brand, right? Mm -hmm. And by that same token, if I go after like a $100 million brand or a $200 million brand, then they will be able to pay me like a million dollars. Yeah, but I mean, how many of those are there? How many, how many hundred million brands are there? I didn't do that math, but I can tell you that there are 50,000 stores that do more than a million dollars, right? So my What, on Amazon or where? Stores where? Everywhere, like e-commerce stores that are doing like more than a million is 50,000 in the world, right? Interesting. What's your source on that? How did you get that number? So I, Pipe Candy is one source, Pipe Candy, uh, then Built With, I did Alexa ranking and then what else? What else? Shopify Plus are like 15,000 stores. So that's like a straightforward math. Uh, but I think I got the number from Pipe Candy. We can look at Interesting. it. Interesting. How much does Shopify, all the 15,000 Shopify stores, how much do they process by themselves each month? Uh, which 50, the 50,000 one are the ones that are 15,000 Shopify are Shopify plus. They pay Shopify plus $24,000. So they, they must be doing at least a couple of million dollars to justify that 25K fee, 24K I see. fee Shopify. So they are directly in my target market. Then there is WooCommerce, then there is Magento. And that's just the e-commerce as a vertical. I'm just starting with e-commerce. I just took that as an opportunity because 2020 was the year of COVID. We knew that this is the vertical we have to start with. But in quarter four, we are going to launch in other verticals. This quarter. How close are you? I mean, everything you're talking about is about support, support, support. How close are you to the actual transaction, the actual dollars getting paid? On my platform? Yeah. Why would I do that? I'm asking, are you close to the actual dollars being transacted? No, no. I mean, the dollars get transacted in the sense like the agents, like there are things that you could do within the widget and check out, like it can give you a recommendation. Yeah, I mean, you have an example on your website. A customer says, I'm looking for a pair of running shoes under 300. Your bot responds, how about these? And there's a buy now button under two options. If they buy one of those and it's- They're going to the Shopify checkout or the Magento checkout. I'm not processing it. Uh, and by the way, Shopify and others are getting very strict about who's processing this payment well, because they want to control it. Yeah, they want to control it. They want their cut, right? So that's what their business is. So I'm I mean, not, is the, I wor- is the world where you use the support product as a wedge to eventually get into your own payment processing? No, no, I, I wouldn't do that. See, the, my, my vision is very simple. I don't even look at Zendesk, Freshdesk, all of these as competitors. Our real competitor is the $80 billion BPO market. That has to stop existing. I mean, it's never a pleasure calling like an airline being on hold for 30 minutes and still not getting a resolution. Do you think the CEO of United, the CEO of Southwest doesn't want to help you? Of course, they want to help you, but the technology is so limited. They -hmm. need to do what Uber has done. They need to do what Amazon has done. They need to get to a stage where the product handles 95% of the issues and only 5% come to them. When the issue is only 5%, then these people will not be somewhere in India or Philippines. They will be right here in the headquarters. These agents will have the permission, authority, and the know-how to actually resolve the question then and there. Right? Yep. Or, this is or back it's in a great, like, it's a sorry, great vision. Ahead. Listen, I'm on board. I love it. Um, I guess give me more of the team and the team information today. How much how many folks are full time? Thirty-two people. Thirty-two 30, people. 32. Yeah. I should know okay. that number, but thirty-one or thirty-two, yeah. And how many are engineers? Fifteen, sixteen. 15, 16, 16, interesting. And do you have an inside sales team at this price point or it's too cheap? Uh, no, it is. We, we do have like two uh, salespeople, uh, only two, two account execs that bring in like all the revenue. They What's their quota? Like 50,000 per month of ARR is what they have to pay. One five or five oh? Five oh. 50,000 of new ARR per month. So 600,000 of ARR per year. Yes. Actually, it's, it's a little more than that. Um, maybe it's 6,000 MRR. So, you know, one A would do 600, one is doing like 780, but that's that's what they have to bring in. Yes. 
Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, very interesting. Well, listen, um, we're out of time here. I love the growth. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? I'm liking 12 Rules of Life. I just started it today. 12 Roots, Rules of Life? 12 Rules of Life by Jordan Peterson. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I love Elon Musk. Uh, I aspire to be like him. So yeah. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Off late, I've been getting three or four hours, but I feel very refreshed. It's it's willingly, willingly I'm working myself. Yeah. All right. I skipped number three. What's your favorite online tool for building rich panel? Oh my notion. Notion. Mm -hmm. I'm a big notion fan. Yeah. Number uh and then what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh married to rich panel. Rich panel is the baby, and that's all. <laughs> you know? And how and how old are you? I am 33. 34, sorry. 34. I became 34 in December. Happy late birthday. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Uh, something. That's a tough one. So many things. So many things. Take more risks. Uh, you know, make, make better friends and uh, be more unapologetic. Guys, launched in 2018. He's now working with 200 e-commerce brands, processing and helping them get support questions answered faster. He ended last year without a $2 million run rate. That's an average ACV of 10 grand a year, hoping to double this year to 4 million. He raised a 2 million pre-seed round back in 2020 at a 20 million post from Sequoia, now raising a 5 million seed. It called a 30 or 35 million pre, both from customers and two additional potential traditional VCs. Again, building rich panel to get rid of these horrible support experiences you and I know and are checking out with most e-commerce brands. Meet. Thanks for taking us to the top. Ethan, one last thing before I leave you. It's 2020 is when we started Rich Panel. That was a previous company. We need to update that. Now, are you just cheating when you say that because you want your growth to look more impressive over a compressed period of time? Or was it was 2018 really the start date, but you pivoted in 2020? I can, no, I can I can show you when the Rich Panel Inc. was incorporated. The first customer take came in like March 2020. When did you write your first line of code for Rich Panel? December of 2019. Okay, founded December of 2019. There we Come go. Come on, Nathan. It's March 2020. <laughs> and that's what I, you know, your website is being referred by a lot of investors. I'm telling you, there's a company called Jet Commerce uh, where I used to do like a million dollars. I reached a million dollars in Yara, but it was mainly custom services. That yeah. I did from 2018 to 19. And I completely shut that down. It's, it's also the thing that funded my uh, Rich Panel initiative, but Rich Panel first customer came in March 2020. Okay, that's fair I enough. Me that's... 200 bucks a month. I remember the customer. <laughs> he's still friends with me. And uh, all right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. We'll give you we'll give you late 2019, early 2020, first customer in March. I'll get that updated for you. But Amit, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Pleasure.